0: Are you struggling to get good sleep every night? If you answered yes, I think that I've got an interesting idea for you. Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store, is going to let you get a new bed for less. That's right. Your budget is going to stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They're actually more than just mattress experts. They've got the whole package there in their stores, and they're going to help you transform your mattress <laughs> into a bed. The adjustable bases and their sheets, they've got headboards and bedroom decor. They've got you covered literally and figuratively. Head on over to mattressfirm.com podcast to see what deals are happening right now as I read this sentence to you. They're even going to let you have their 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 129 low price guarantee. So you know you paid the perfect price. So go to mattressfirm.com/podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved. My guest today is Allegra Frank. My name is Charlie Hall and you're listening to Polygons, quality control. Allegra, thank you for taking the time today. I know it's crazy busy in the newsroom. I kind of live there, too. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm, like, hunched on the floor in the office. I kid you not, like kneeling in front of a microphone, which is actually quite comfortable for me, so I'm great.
0: Well you couldn't find a small box to fold yourself inside of? What what's going on over there? (laughs)
1: Every time there's a box, like people just throw it out immediately instead of letting me like inhabit it because they know I'll just never get out. So this is this is what I've resorted to. I'm just on the floor in a
0: little ball. Well, please let my coworkers there in New York know that I have the balance of the Girl Scout cookies and Allegra. Right now, I'm, I'm looking for a nice box for you, so I'll send those out. <laughs> and it'll come with a, a habitat, uh, maybe some tubes. You make a little habit trail there for yourself in the office. Would be great. Awesome, thank you. And cookies, no problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Allegra, I'm so excited to talk to you today because you have been playing this game that I have been excited about literally for years. My, it, this is almost as excited as I am. For Kentucky Route Zero's conclusion, and that is where the water tastes like wine. And you have let me look at a early draft of your impressions piece that's going up here at Polygon.com. But why don't we begin at the beginning? I'll try and explain for me and for listeners that might not have heard about where the water tastes like wine, what is this thing?
1: So it's actually it is hard to explain in the sense that it's it has a lot of moving parts, right? So basically the the main premise is that you are this anonymous traveler who is is greeted by a wolf who essentially tasks you to go find the place where the water tastes like wine and to bring him back that story. And to do that, you must go travel across America and Collect the different stories and experiences of other travelers or people you run into, people who, you know, are inhabiting various cities or just are on the lay of the land. And you are accumulating those stories, which can continue to expand in the telling as you travel across the country in the hopes of eventually unraveling where you can find this fabled place so it's, it's interesting in that the story is about stories, little sub stories, and then stories are also sort of used as currency in the sense because you then can trade in your stories for different ones that may give you more information or ones that may give you actual money so that you can travel farther across the country without having to walk. So it's a really interesting sort of interactive short story, or it's not that short. It's actually kind of long, but an interactive piece of fiction with this really Meta narrative in a way.
0: I I could tell that the game had had an effect on you because I'm I'm reading through your impressions piece and it, 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 it verged on poesy, Allegra. I'm going to read a piece again from your draft. I don't know if this is going to stick in the final piece, but what's important beyond the stories themselves is the telling of them. An experience worth committing to memory is one part. Of the process. Sharing it cements it and its value and gives it the power to evolve indefinitely. We may tend to think of our memories as fixed and finite, but as soon as we deem a story worth repeating, we set it free to be changed. So I've played a little bit of this game myself at E3. What was striking to me though was kind of the overworld map, and I want to get to that overworld map a little bit, but tell me about interacting with the NPCs in this game and, and the mechanics of collecting and telling and retelling these stories.
1: So essentially, we as, we as you said, we'll get to the map, but as you're crawling across the country, uh, literally walking <laughs> from one end to the other, from east to west, you'll encounter different sort of outposts sort of identified on the map um, as interactive uh, places and objects, places that contain people or experiences to be had. So these stories aren't being relayed to you secondhand. They're actually firsthand experiences you have. So maybe you stumble upon a farm in Kentucky and a young girl is there and you have a conversation with her. And that conversation then gives way to a story So basically every interaction has a set of um, dialogue options or, you know, choices that you can make. And depending on what choice you make, uh, a different kind of story will unfold and then be part of your collection. And the part um, of the game that actually makes it a bit more game-like as opposed to just a collection of experiences that you're having across the way that can change and reform as you go to different places is that each story is kind of codified as belonging to a different theme, which is denoted um, in those dialogue boxes that you have that are you know, telling you the story as you're experiencing it. And you sort of want to have a a variety of themed stories, because eventually, trading in on those stories, different kinds of them will help you to further progress in the main journey of finding that, you know, where the water tastes like wine. So it's an interesting sort of obscure part of this experience, uh, the experience of having these experiences it's a second layer, second layer to that beyond just, you know, enjoying that ride.
0: So you say trading in these stories, like when when I played at E3, the experience that I had, I didn't know if it was really representative of the game, but I I sat in front of a fire with a woman and she told me a story. And then I had an opportunity to, to share a story with her. And then she responded to that story in some way.
1: Yeah. So that's exactly what I am referring to when I talk about trading in. So essentially, as you're going across the country, you are developing and expanding this, you know, basket of experiences you're having. And when you run into people, these sort of designated travelers who are also perhaps on their own quests, these specific quests as you are, um, you'll sit around the fire with them and they'll say, you know, I've been going through this. I'm trying to find this. I'm journeying. This is what happened to me. But I'm sort of reticent to tell you more about it. So why don't you tell me something that you've experienced on your travels? I want to hear something funny or something romantic, something dark, and then um, your story selection will appear each one sorted by, you know, which category it fits into. Um, They're sort of represented by like tarot cards. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you essentially choose one that fits the needs of this person of the woman or whoever you've run into. The stories are just sort of designated as like, okay, here's the death category. Oh, tell the story of the bird that flew into the car window or something. And that might appease them or it might not. And essentially trading in those stories to them, one, it like makes it so you have a more limited selection of stories to be giving them. But two, if you're successful in giving them the stories they want to hear, they'll start sharing their stories with you. And those can continue to expand as you both travel across the country and perhaps run into each other again. And the hope there is you will find out more about the things you're supposed to be searching for to please this wolf
0: it reminds me a lot of what i used to do on on a weekly and monthly basis when i was when i was mainly writing features for polygon which is just getting to know people and and just this kind of relentless sort of intimacy i guess that that you build up with subjects and stories and people you had an issue though with with the game aspect of this game. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So that the part that we were just talking about, that is what I would consider the most gamified part of the, this video game. So obviously, um, you know, it's not a visual novel. It's, it's a game. It is, has a, it has an overarching plot. It has a purpose. It has a determined, you know, progression that you are supposed to take on. But because the game sort of, It establishes, okay, you're supposed to find this where the water tastes like wine, whatever, Um, (laughs) which is so vague. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but whatever. It sounds cool. So after that, it drops you literally onto this overworld map, which is a sort of zoomed in version of America, old, I keep calling it the old west, but it is literally the entire country. I think of it as like the gold rush era. It seems that way. Wow. Okay. So basically, you're kind of just dropped in. It's like, okay, go walk around, go meet people, go have experiences, just build out your life. And I find that really fascinating, because, you know, a situation can go one of two ways. And then that experience is mine. And then as I move from, let's say, New York to Illinois, where you are, maybe I run into another person who also heard that same or had that same experience that I had, or just heard it as a story. And to then experience it again through someone else's eyes is something I find really fascinating. So I could just easily continue to do that, just running into as many different people as possible as many NPCs and just watching these stories unfold and expand and growing my own memory banks. But then there is obviously this Final thing you're supposed to be reaching for, and the this little parts where you are sitting down with other travelers, just strikes me as sort of an unnecessarily challenging, puzzle-esque uh, reduction of the part of the game that I like. It's not that it's necessarily challenging. It's just that, yeah, you have a limited pool of the stories. It's not that you're actually repeating them or re-experiencing them. They become like cards that you give away. And I understand that that is definitely a, a reduced and simplified version of storytelling, but I actually like how the game embraces and reenacts storytelling within itself. So to just turn that into like a weird gameplay element where you're trying to get other people to like you feels very jarring from the rest of the game in a, in a way that I'm not super a fan of. Um but it, it's definitely I understand its place, and it's not like it suddenly becomes an RPG where you're fighting other travelers or something, but I definitely prefer the walking around and exploring different parts of the country and just meeting people that's far more interesting to me.
0: I have so many more questions about this game. I want to take a quick break though, uh, for a word from this week's sponsor. Are you hiring? You know, posting positions to job websites and waiting and waiting for the right people to find it can be a frustrating experience. Luckily, there is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the smarter way, and they have built a platform that's going to find the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. It identifies people with the right kind of experience, and it invites them to apply for your job. These invitations have revolutionized how to find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. And ZipRecruiter is how to find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash control. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com control. Please try ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are here today with Allegra Frank. We're talking about where the water tastes like wine. One of the things that uh, initially jumped out at me about this game, as it was being developed, Allegra, is just the laundry list of, of great people within the game's journalism and the game's writing space that contributed to this game. Geeta Jackson from Kotaku, Lee Alexander, Anne Toole, who's actually one of the original writers on the first Witcher game, I believe, Julie Menzel, Austin Walker from Waypoint, uh, N- Nika Harper, Duncan Fife. So many people contributed great narratives to this game, and I believe it kind of credits them and, and says who wrote which one kind of as you go.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, particularly with the the sort of more puzzle-esque travel, you know, the, when you run into other travelers, it'll say chapter one written by whoever, uh, written by, you know, Charlie Hall. Not that you wrote anything for it, but, you know, it would say that.
0: I did not. I did not contribute to this game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no one from Polygon contributed, I think. So that's sort of interesting. It does make it feel like those are a novel versus the other experiences or short stories, especially because there are other chapters as you re-encounter these people. Um, in terms of the writing, it it definitely does, as I said, feel very much like of the Gold Rush era. And so combined with the voice acting, it it is of the stylized part of writing and genre that I'm not a huge fan of a lot of like, ah, geez, well, we got to get back on trail now. And I'm, I'm just not the biggest fan of that.
0: That vernacular kind of thing just doesn't sing with you. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I do have a personal bias against that sort of thing, but, um, the shorter stories, Throughout the the world, throughout the country, I'm very much taken by. They always go in really interesting directions. It's harder to judge the um, travelers' stories because they are a bit longer and they require more time to really unfurl. But really, it's the short stories that are compelling me, and those aren't attributed to anyone in particular, at least in the game. So I'm curious about who's handling those because I know that there is that really um, incredible and impressive list of writing credits.
0: And of course, all those stories are, you know, they come from NPCs in the game and they go to NPCs in the game and they orbit around the player and the characters that are in the world. But it almost seems like it becomes transactional in a way, rather than you're developing a relationship with these other characters.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. And so I mean, I think transactional is a much better word than the one I've been using, which is trading in on these stories. It's definitely you know, you're having these experiences. And at that moment, it feels really fulfilling. It feels like you are really defining a character and sort of learning about the varied people in this country. I mean, for me, like I'm an East coaster from New York, you know, I'm around a, a diverse population of people. But at the same time, you know, we all live in Brooklyn and have similar interests and whatnot. So I, in my own real life, I don't necessarily know too much about what's going on down in Louisiana or New Mexico. So it's interesting to see how that's portrayed in the game for me as a player. But thinking about these, you know, greater um, aspirations of meeting these other travelers and finding out the real place you're supposed to find, um, you know, it renders these meaningful experiences into, yeah, transactions. And that, again, feels like a really unfortunate reduction of the thing that I'm really taking away from the game.
0: I know that we're doing an impressions piece on this, not necessarily a full review. Are you anywhere near kind of the end game of this? Do you Has it revealed itself to you in that way yet?
1: So I'm getting the sense of this game. It could be very long. I think I'm about 10 hours in. I have a bunch of different stories that I've accumulated. I'm all the way in California now. I started back on the East Coast. I forget where exactly. It might have been New York. So yeah, I'm I'm in like Sacramento or something. So I made it all the way there. Uh, But I'm not sure that I have enough information on me to really you know, figure out <laughs> where the water tastes like wine. Um, so I, I think I do have some more time in there. I don't know if I'm near endgame at all. It's really hard to tell because of how freewheeling it is, which I don't necessarily mind, but I'm also like, yo, I guess I am supposed to be doing a particular thing. Maybe I should figure out how to do that.
0: I'm so excited to see where this goes, and I'm excited to get my hands on it. When's it going to be out for the the rest of us to to play with?
1: I actually think it's out now. I think it came out yesterday, February 28th.
0: Outstanding. I'm excited to give it a try. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Allegra.
1: Yeah, thanks, Charlie.
0: And thanks to you at home for listening today. Lots of fun stuff on our internet website today. Overwatch has a new hero. Uh, Allegra, is it Brigitte? Brigitte Lindholm? I've heard it's Brigitta. Brigitta, I like that even better. Also, we've got an explainer from Ryan Gilliam. World of Warcraft's Mythic Dungeon Invitational, World of Warcraft's other eSport, is back. Something about... Jason Voorhees underwater and the bright actor says the director in Netflix should listen to fans' criticism. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Allegra Frank. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control.